I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood podcast. This week we'll be discussing True Blood Season 6, Episode 3. You're, You're no, no good. good. Uh, once again, we're coming to you slightly late, so we apologise for that, but, well, what it's, can we say? It's been, it's, it's like 90 <laughs> degrees here. It's, it's, it's 90 it's degrees. It's probably not hot to other people, but to us it's really hot. And we've been feeling a little bit lazy, that's due to the sun, and, um... Andy and Andy Murray just won Wimbledon. And Andy Murray just won Wimbledon. We had, we had <laughs> so to, we're celebrating. We had to watch that. So, yeah, good on you, Andy. And um, we promise that we will get... get we, them, we'll them. Try, yeah, we'll try and be quicker next time. We want to do the next one on Wednesday. We're hoping Wednesday. Yeah. So, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. So, let's just crack on and we get straight into the episode recap. Yep. So, uh, we had uh, Bill and Jessica's awesome plan. Mm. Uh, Bill reveals to Jessica that he saw her die in the future, as well as Pam and Eric and Tara, and that he'd do anything to stop this happening. He, desi- he decides that the obvious thing to do is to test his new powers and see if he is a daywalker, like Blade. Yeah, or like Edward Cullen, if you're that way inclined. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Jessica reasons with him that Lilith had to have died somehow, and therefore walking in the sun was probably a pretty retarded idea. At, at this point, um, did we think that Bill's day walking was going to work? Previously, I'd kind of been thinking, oh yeah, I'm sure he could probably day walk. But I, I was thinking of all the all the fuck up faces of everyone that had seen Bill walking towards him in the daylight. They'd be like, whoa, look, it's Vampire Bill, what the fuck? What? What's going on here? But yeah, in previous episodes, I thought, yeah, he's going to be able to day walk. But as soon as he said, no, I'm going to day walk, I was thinking... No, I don't think it's going to work. Is Bill, do you think Bill's getting a bit of an ego about his new superpowers? I mean, all of a sudden, yeah, I can, I can walk in the day. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm now Billy's motherfucker. I can do I what I like. Yeah, maybe a little bit. He's, I think he's been pretty chilled out considering he's like the vampire chosen one and he's got all these crazy powers. He's kind of he's not going too silly. He's been <laughs> considering In general, he, he seems quite happy as, as Billy, doesn't he? He seems actually more cheerful. Yeah, he seems more, Since, yeah, <laughs> more chilled out. And it's, it's like it's, more it's, at peace. He's, he's because he's been given this this quest from Lilith. It's like it's given him a new sense of purpose, and he's it's resolved his existential crisis yeah. that he was going through last season. So, so yeah, so Bill steps out into the into the into the sunlight, and um, he immediately bursts into flames. Oh dear! Oh, uh, luckily, unlike Godric. He doesn't instantly evaporate into dust. Because if you remember, Godric said that um, in season two, children, uh, he said that older vampires die in the sun quicker. Yes. And uh, he just turned into dust, didn't he, in like seconds. So even though Bill's got Lilith's powers, he, he doesn't die like a 5,000 year old vampire. Yes. Which is good for yes. us and, uh, for, you, and for Bill. Yes. <laughs> uh, you remember, um, eagle eyed viewers, that Bill has walked in the sun before. Most notably in seasons one and three. Yeah, when he was, was he rescuing Sookie? He was like, <laughs> just burning as he's walking. That's yeah, awesome, that's wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the last episode of season one. Yeah, it? that's awesome. <laughs> but, but yeah, on both occasions he was able to last longer uh, because he'd had Sookie's fairy blood. Yeah, I don't think I'd last long with Sookie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Wrong discussion. Uh, this epic fail causes Bill to rethink his strategy. Uh, so he comes up with a devious plan to kidnap the inventor of True Blood and have him synthesise a new variation based on hey, fairy blood. Hold on there. Didn't, didn't you predict this last week? I did predict this, and, I, and but the, the new episode had already been on, but we hadn't watched it. Yes, so, so we didn't cheat. <laughs> we weren't cheating. Ned was being psychic. 
<laughs> it was kind of the obvious direction. So anyway, Jessica is keen to help her daddy. Um, so he sends her off wearing something inappropriate to procure Professor Takahashi. And, uh, it's, it's quite convenient, I think, that the professor is a lecturer at, a local, at the local college. Well, the local university. <laughs> and hey, luckily enough, the new True Blood factory is, is quite close by too. Yes, it's very convenient for yeah. the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could have been in like Tokyo or somewhere. That would have really messed up Bill's plan, wouldn't it? Or, or, or do you think Bill could travel to Tokyo in like, like that? Yes. In like a second? Yes. With super speed? I reckon, yeah, light speed. <laughs> uh, you may have noticed that uh, Deborah Ann Wall's boyfriend, EJ Scott, was one of the students in the college yeah, scene. Yeah, good on you, EJ. Good on you. <laughs> Um, Professor Takahashi seems very uh, taken with Jessica's fetching outfit. And kidnapping him proves no problemo. Uh, we, were, we were quite excited uh, when we saw Professor Takahashi. Yes. Because he's played by Keon Young, who was Mr. Wu in Deadwood. <laughs> cocksucker! Wu, Swedren, Hangai! <laughs> San Francisco, cocksucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If, you, if you haven't seen Deadwood... You, you've no idea what we're talking and about. And if you haven't, you must. Cause it's fucking awesome. <laughs> he's basically he's this, he's like the head of the um, he's the head of the Chinese people in the town of Deadwood, and he can only say like three English words. Um, cocksucker's Co- one of them. Cocksucker. He says cocksucker pretty much all the time. You can say San Francisco. San Francisco <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so cool. He does that a lot, but that's not good for a podcast because you can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> but he, yeah. So yeah. Oh, so no, we're really pleased to see Mr. Wu. Uh, Keon Young. Swedgen. Hang We were excited to see him in True Blood, yes. So, yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, Papa Bill uh, needs a donor for his new day-walking variety of True Blood. So he heads over to Sookie's place. Uh, she's still obviously narked at him and doesn't quite trust him since he turned into Billith. Uh, plus she's got her own shit to deal with, what with Warlow being on the prowl. So she's not really interested in helping him out. Which is understandable. She's got a lot of shit going on and... Uh, you know, last time she saw Bill, she stabbed him in the, in the back. <laughs> yeah, he's, and, yeah, he's quite forgiven about that. <laughs> uh, Bill explains that he's he's uh, that unless he uses her blood, all her vampire friends, including Eric, Pam, Tara, and Jessica, will die. Uh, but Suki still caught up in her own drama and tells him to bugger off. Uh, not she didn't literally say bugger off, but so so uh, Bill then demonstrates another new superpower by. Entering her house without an invitation. Yeah. Oh, that's a new one, isn't it? <laughs> and then he shows off another new superpower by pinning Jason up against a wall and then going with Sookie into her kitchen and continuing to use the telekinesis to stop the plates that she hurls at him and but still keeping Jason pinned to the wall at the same time. Wow. So it's like doing a double telekinesis thing. That's showing off. That was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Multitasking. Sookie is obviously pissed off at the intrusion and tells him that if their relationship ever meant anything to him... He should bugger off and leave her alone. He does so, but not before telling her, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, some, some Bill fans are annoyed about the way he treated Suki. So do you think this was... Was he being unreasonable? Nah, not really. He's, he's got more shit going on as well. He don't he's upset that... He's some whinging fairy. No, I mean, he does need her because he needs the blood. But I think Bill doesn't know about the Warlow thing, does he? Bill doesn't no. know that, she, that she's got a... As far as he knows, she's just hanging out at her house with Jason and there's nothing going on. He doesn't know that there's some ancient vampire that's after her. And, and also, he's probably upset because he wants to save Jessica. That's his priority. Yeah, just, you know, everyone's got their own, their own stuff to deal with. Just get on with it. Yeah, and he could, I mean, he could have, if he'd wanted, forced her to give up the blood. 
Like considering considering all the vampires have done to help just, Suki, he could just just sucked it out of her like he did last week. <laughs> yeah, well, he couldn't, have, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah, Shit, I forgot about that. So Bill was but being how, nice. How much was he asking for? If it was just like a syringe full of blood, then it's not that big a deal, is it? It's it, not like it, he's saying I'm, I, I need to drain you. It's probably it? an arm's worth that he wanted. Maybe an arm's worth. <laughs> but yeah, come on! If you can save the whole vampire race, including all your friends, Suki, you should. Like, yeah, I mean, like, sort like it out. Eric, like a few weeks ago, she was saying she loved Eric. Yeah, Jessica and Pam and Tara. I mean, Tara's like a sister. Yeah, come on, <laughs> Suki. Ugh, I, I kind of think I kind of think that's bad writing because I think it's it's supposed to be like a big part of Suki's character that she cares about her friends. Yeah, no matter what shit she's got going on, she always. What's her friends first? Well, that's how it's, that's how she can't. That's how she made it sound. Yeah, so yeah, I bitch. kind of think that was. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought it was kind of stupid her as well because Bill's yeah. probably the only, yeah Bill's the only person that can probably help her defeat Warlow. <laughs> so surely she could have made a deal with Bill, a syringe worth of her blood in in exchange for protection. Yeah, but then the episode would be then the season would be like four episodes long if they resolved yeah. everything that quickly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But this is probably this is probably where it's heading, though, isn't it? Hey, regarding his statement that she's dead to him, is the bill? Do you think that the Bill Sookie relationship is beyond reconciliation at this point? Then, or is, or is this just a, a red herring from the writers? Do you know? I kind of think they're making it seem like it's even it's less and less plausible that they could get back together. The fact, we, yeah, the fact that he leaves her and doesn't harm her, doesn't hurt her, or yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of so when she says. If our relationship ever meant anything to you, then go away. So and then he goes away, which means that the relationship did mean something to him. Yeah, despite what he says that, what he implied at the end of season five when he said maybe he'd never loved her. Yeah, when he sort of implied that he'd just been tricking her the whole time. Yeah, that was just an angry. That girl. was just angry tripping on Lilith's blood, Bill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's still a chance. I think there's still a chance. Maybe. Okay, meanwhile, Suki, Jason, Niall and Ben versus Warlow. Wow. Uh, Niall is bemused about why Suki doesn't seem more concerned about an ancient evil vampire being after her. But she explains that all kinds of evil motherfuckers are always trying to kill her. So there's no point freaking out and panicking all the time. That's the most sensible thing that Suki's ever said. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jason keeps (laughs) randomly passing out, which uh, is very fucking worrying to all the viewers. As it's kind of... Because we've been hearing all these rumours that there's going to be a, a major character death this season. And it's kind of looking could, a bit hairy for Jason. Could this be an effect? Could this be uh, an effect that he's having from the telekinesis, Kyle? From the telekinesis that builds... <laughs> that it happened possibly? quite a few times, didn't it? Oh, yeah. There's, there's one fan theory that... Um, Go on. Um, there's a couple of fan theories. One of them is that it's any time any of the... Fairies like or Suki or Nile use the fairy light. That's the points where he's passing out. You f- yeah, yeah, okay. But the other fan theory, I think. I like this one. You can- <laughs> I, know, I know what this one is. The other fan theory is that this is the start of him turning into a were panther. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> it could just be something. Really, it could just, maybe he's got a brain tumor or something. It could be something non supernatural, couldn't it? Panther man is on the way back. You think I it's like Panther, it. panther Jason? <laughs> Do you think that Jason's characters played out to the extent that he could be killed off? Mm. And is he not a cop anymore? He's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not done much. He's, he's not done, he's done, done much work, police work this, yes. this season, is he? Right, and Suki's not done much waitressing either. 
Um, oh, could he be killed off? Oh. No. No, that's brutal killing off Jace. Don't kill off Jace. No. No, I think there's still no, there's still more to come from Jason, surely. What? Well, yeah. Anyway. So as, as Jason recovers in Suki's uh, Shinsi bedroom, they have one of their brother-sister heart-to-hearts that we like. And Jason explains about the scary racist versions of his parents that he keeps seeing. Uh, Suki explains that just because their parents are dead, it doesn't mean they were perfect when they were alive. Hmm. Holy fuck, Suki said two really logical things in this episode. I think she'll die soon. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Suki? Yeah, she said two good things that, that can't. That can't be told. I think the two sensible things balance out the stupid things that she said to Bill when she refused to give her blood to save her, all her friends. Yes. Um, Niall, <laughs> uh, Niall goes to the fairy club to uh, recruit an army to fight Warlow. Unfortunately, it seems that Warlow got there first and was able to enter the club and massacre every single one of the fairies. Oh dear. Claude is the only survivor. Hey, remember him? I didn't even yeah. recognise him. <laughs> Well, who's this extra? And then I've, oh, it's only when the credits come up. Oh, well, yeah, that was, that was Claude. Sorry, Claude. Uh, Claude is the only survivor, and uh, Niall sends his soul back to Fairyland or does something. I wasn't quite sure. Uh, Niall was able to use the fairy blood to read the memories of what happened there. He's, he's got some pretty epic fairy powers, old Niall, hasn't he? He also um, gathers some of Warlow's blood, which we learn glows purple. Yes. So Warlow is something different to Bill, because Bill's blood... Didn't glow like that, did it? No. So, I I can't... I just keep wondering if Bill would have the power... Because he's got the lift blood, would he have the power of a maker over Warlow? Oh, okay. Maybe. We shall see. So, uh, yeah, so so Claude died, and presumably all the other fairy characters, like Morella oh. and Claudette. Do, do we care? Well, what about Andy's? <laughs> the... Yeah, that's Morella. Oh, so the, the kids lost their mum. We don't know. That, uh, oh, who that's knows? Sad. <laughs> it just seems like the show doesn't really know how to make the fairy stuff work, though, doesn't it? Because yeah, was it season three or four? They yeah. had the they had like the Greek Roman looking fairies with the fairy lands that then turned into Mordor. The kind of the ugly ones. Yeah, they, and they yeah, were firing yeah. at each other and they were, yeah, what happened there? Yeah, they kind of they they kind of decided to abandon that and they brought in the stripper fairies and now they've just killed off all the stripper fairies. It's like they can't they can't work the fairy thing into it without it being lame. Fairies that I don't know, as soon as when Suki discovered it when she went, I'm a fairy it's like, Oh fuck, you're a fairy. <laughs> and from that moment we kinda of thought fairies were a bit lame, but uh, I think they're doing what they can, aren't they? Well they've got Rutka Howard. Yes, that, that, he's, that he's here to save the fairies. That unlames the fairies, so yes. that's yeah, yeah he kudos, makes up. kudos to the fairies now. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, so can Warlow walk in the sunlight now that he's drunk the blood of all those fairies? Or would it make him all drunk and crazy like when Eric drank uh, Claudine in season four? Possibly? Oh, that was great when Eric drank Claudine. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was great. Funny. That was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think that they just find a drunk Warlow kind of rolling around in the bushes <laughs> and, and they just kill him like that. That'd be amazing because <laughs> he's so drunk on fairy. But I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, Niall is leaving the fairy club when he comes across Ben... Uh, who it seems has been wandering around in the same field all night and yet has not been spotted by Warlow. <laughs> That's extremely suspicious. Hmm. It was, and it was also super fishy that uh, Suki gave Ben directions to the fairy club and then Warlow found it immediately afterwards. And everybody was dead. And this is very, very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
so Nile questions Ben and deduces that he not only knows that Nile is the king of the fairies, but he also knows exactly who who Wallow is and offers to help fight fight him. So how, how does Ben know all of this? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. How does Ben know all this stuff about fairies? It's so suspicious. And and, and anyway, what use is Ben against Wallow? Hmm. There's still the fan theory that Ben oh. is Warlow, isn't there? Yeah. But, bit, that, <laughs> don't know. That'd be a bit lame, wouldn't Would it? Would that be... Yeah, maybe he's working for him. Maybe he's like his assistant. Maybe he's like Warlow's PA or... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, There's definitely something not right here. Maybe he's Warlow's brother and he and he killed their, their dad in a previous episode when... Oh, no, it's EastEnders. Sorry, I'm getting confused here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so Ben returns to Suki's house with Niall, and Suki realizes that she can she can feel when Ben is reading her mind, and vice versa, <laughs> which Aww. is something she hasn't experienced with any other fairy. Why is this? Uh, just just cheesiness. No, it's just romantic cheese. <laughs> like, oh, I can feel you in my head, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not that's not good. Is or is it? that a sign that he's actually secretly Warlow? <laughs> Maybe Warlow's like a fairy vampire hybrid. But, but then, if he was secretly Warlow, she'd she'd read that in in his head, unless he was hiding it. I think somehow. she should she should be reading his mind a bit. They're all a bit trusting, aren't they? With this dude that they picked up in in you know in the <laughs> forest, random uh, guy. Yeah, it's all a bit. Yeah. <laughs> for all the shit that Sookie's been through, and it's a bit trusting, isn't it? And the fact that Niall had to go at Jason, saying, "Oh, Jason, you shouldn't be spilling all your secrets mm. to to a complete stranger." <laughs> Yeah. Then he did that to Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. So. Uh, then follows a night of Jason, Ben and Niall just kind of running around in the dark trying to find Wallow. While Suki is basically useless and hangs around on her porch. Even though they, repeat, they repeatedly tell her, don't leave the house. Stay when? in your house. <laughs> when will she listen? When will you listen, Suki? <laughs> it, was quite, it was quite tedious having Wallow run around outside and not really... Do anything? Yeah, it was quite. <laughs> they're trying. They're, it's like they're trying to build him up some sort of ultimate villain, but it just makes him look a bit lame. I think he's not. He's not Russell Edgington, is he? He's not, is he? <laughs> he's not just coming in and ripping their spines out. That's what we want. <laughs> exactly. When when Russell Edgington was in the show, even though he was only like three thousand years old and Warlow's like five thousand years old, there was something about Russell where yeah, you would, a... we were concerned. <laughs> It's just a coolness and a scariness about yeah, him. Yeah, you, you truly didn't know what kind of psycho shit he was going to get up to. Do you think we will even get to see Warlow this season? Or is he going uh, to be... We've already, we've already seen him, he's Ben. Is he going to be played <laughs> by an unknown actor or famous actor or... Hey, even a, uh, in a twist, another actor from the show? <laughs> the, the Bill theory. He's really Bill. That's crazy, isn't it? That's a crazy, yeah. I, I just wish that it would be someone like... Oh, what's his name? The guy from Clockwork Orange. Like Malcolm... Malcolm McDowell? Yeah, it was like Malcolm McDowell or someone really cool. I'm thinking someone like John Hurt, the, <laughs> the, the next Doctor. <laughs> oh, Val Kilmer. A Doctor, Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. If they got someone really awesome to play in Borlo, that's that's what I'd like. And it turned out they'd be Personally, keeping it secret. I, I, I'd like to see Val Kilmer, but I'd rather see Warwick Davis in Borlo. <laughs> That would just be that would just be brilliant. Warwick, oh my god, that would be amazing. So yeah, that now if that happens, you heard it here first, kid. <laughs> it's you probably it yeah, first. Everyone else has already seen the new episode. It could it could have happened. It could be Ricky Gervais. I don't know. <laughs> Ricky Gervais, that's the worst vampire casting. Up Cole Pilton. Right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. So later on, Niall thinks that he's caught Warlow, uh, but it's actually Nora. 
hanging around outside Suki's house. Why was Nora hanging around Suki's? I mean, does she does she still want to use Warlow to defeat Bill? Oh, I'm confused. Does she does she like? Is she does she want to kill Lilith still? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I don't. I forgot. No, it's, I don't know. Is she hoping to bump into Warlow and say, "Hey, Warlow, there's this guy who's drunk your mum's blood. Can you kill him for us?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit odd. I don't know. <laughs> Also, I was a bit concerned here about Niall's ability to protect Suki when he couldn't even keep Nora sort of yeah. imprisoned and she's like only like 200 years old. Yeah, he's not going to have much joy with, <laughs> with Warlow, is he? No. Unless, well, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's Warwick Davis, then he can just put his hand out and sort of hold him on the forehead and stop him <laughs> punching and stuff, I don't know. So, uh, so yeah, so meanwhile, Eric, Tara, Pam and Willa... Have a sleepover at Ginger's. Yeah, so, yeah, the governor's mentioned Erica's... Uh, Erica, what am I saying? <laughs> Eric is getting... Eric's twin sister that we're not seen yet. <laughs> Eric is getting frisky with Willa in a slightly kind of rapey way. Yeah. And, uh, and he intends to kill her to punish her douchebag father. However, she saves herself by revealing that she's actually a vampire sympathiser and she's willing to reveal secrets about her father's experiments on vampires in exchange for her life. Plus... She's quite fit looking, so, so it seems like a good idea to keep her around. <laughs> yeah, she'd be the right munter. Yeah, she'd be the munter, it'd be <laughs> deaf to the munter. Um, could Willa, Willa also be involved in Nicole's vampire unity hippie gang, do we think? I think, yeah. I think because she's like the governor's daughter and he's like the big anti-vampire guy, that would be the irony that she's she's involved in the pro-vampire group, yeah. Yeah. Apparently some fans were annoyed by the... About the way uh, that Eric treated Willa. I mean, why? Come on, he's a fucking vampire. What do you mean? Yeah. This isn't amnesia, Eric. <laughs> this is bad, badass Viking Eric. What do you know? I think, all things considered, he was actually pretty decent to her. Because yeah. he could have boned her or bitten her. He or, could have. <laughs> yeah, ripped out her heart and, and drunk it like a juice box. He, but he, did, he, was, he was very respectful. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots that he should have done, uh, could have done. Um, but he didn't. So, kudos. Yeah. Kudos to Eric. Uh, so Eric avoids the governor's anti-vampire SWAT team and returns to Fantasia with Willa in tow. Uh, Willa explains that her dad has a special vampire internment camp where experiments are performed on vampires, but she doesn't know where it is. Eric keeps her alive anyway as collateral. He reveals to Pam and Tara that they need to pack their bags and leave as the governor's men will be looking for them. Um, Pam is devastated to leave Fantasia behind. What? No more? <laughs> Seriously, no more Fantasia? That's terrible. <laughs> Did you think Eric and Pam have a house? Somewhere? I'm still confused about why. <laughs> what do they live at the club? Surely not. They because they they have they each have a house in. Well, wait. Didn't Bill say when Eric went missing? He said, "Oh, but I I searched his ranch and I searched his house in mm. the in the Bahamas." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why don't they just go to one of those places? Yeah. Who cares? Hey, and why doesn't Pam bring any clothes with her? Yes. Yes. Surely that's her first priority, being Pam. I thought Pam would emerge with a load of pink fluffy suitcases and hat boxes and shoes and stuff. But no. She just had like one crate of shit. Yeah, what's that? That's all about. (laughs) Anyway, Eric, Pam and Tara go to the nearest safe haven. Ginger's house. (gasps) How cool was it to see Ginger's Ah, house? She had loads of cool vampire shit, didn't she? She had some awesome vampire shit. Um, Sadly for Ginger, Eric isn't there to give her sexy times, just to have a sleepover. Uh, he and Willa sleep in a handy double coffin. While Tara and Pam sleep underground. Uh, Willa is coming on strong to Eric, but he just wants to rest. It doesn't allow her to get high from his ear blood. 
Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah, he just... The bloody, the bloody secret. Yeah, maybe he just wants a straight-headed, just so he can get answers out of her, or you don't want to... I don't know. Give it a don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just annoying to be trapped in a box with someone that's tripping their nuts off. I think I made a prediction that uh, Eric was going to smash Willis' back doors in. Uh, Ooh, it could still come true. Look, quite close, didn't it? I think it's going to happen, isn't it? How long before Eric shags Willa? Oh, she's well gagging for it. It's soon, I reckon, soon. Good on you. <laughs> Unless uh, she's already dead. I mean, we haven't seen the last episode. She could have died already. Who knows? Willa explains to Eric that her father hates vampires because her mother had an affair with one. Uh, maybe her mum had an affair with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> Uh, later, the governor rings Eric's phone, uh, which he confidently declares is untraceable. Uh, even though it got traced at the start of season five, so yes. obviously it's not very fucking untraceable. It's not that fucking good, really. <laughs> um, the vampires need to make a run for it, but then they realise that Tara has decided to rescue Willa. So this shows that even though Tara is still a baby vampire, uh, she's, she's, she's got more humanity than her elders. Yeah. Good on you, Tara. That's yes, quite decent of you. Oh, onto some other. Ah, oh, the return of one of our favourite vampires. Oh, of course. <gasps> Steve Newlin. Yes. Uh, we see an unfortunate vampire getting taken to the secret vampire concentration camp. His head in a bag. He's restrained in a room, and the bag is pulled off to reveal. Steve Newlin. Yes. This, did you guess who it was before they took the sack off? Uh, I was kind of hoping it be Steve I forgot, I forgot he was coming back. I knew, we obviously knew he was coming back, but I forgot it was going to be this episode. So we, um, so the creepy vampire shrink, Dr. Overlark, threatens to torture Steve with silver injections if he doesn't spill the beans on Eric Northman. So Steve promises to tell him everything he knows. Uh, so why are, they, why are they asking about Eric? Does, has the governor said... Because of the governor. Must so the governor's asked... For information on Eric, presumably. He's like public enemy number one to the governor at the moment, I suppose. Yes. Um, oh, by the way, Dr. Overlark, the shrink, is played by a guy called John Fleck. Yes. Who you should remember as the lizard dude from yes. Carnival. Yes. <laughs> he looks different without the lizard look, makeup. He did look kind of familiar, but yes. <laughs> and he's, I think he's the only actor, he's the only actor to have played characters in all three Star Trek TV programmes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think we'll see more vampires in this prison throughout the season? Is this, yeah. Is this the place that Bill saw in his vision, do you think? I think it's pretty clear that it's the place he saw in his vision. Yeah, I'd say so. Does the fact that Bill and Eric uh, both try and get to the bottom of this mean that they're eventually going to join forces and become bros again? <laughs> yeah, I think the bromance is going to be back on soon because it's, yes. it's kind of silly that they're both working towards the same cause. But, but, but not together. But not together. Yeah, they need to join forces. Uh, later on, we get a blast from the past, as Steve is visited by his ex-wife, Sarah Newlin. Ah, I remember her? She wanked off Jason in a bath in season yeah, two. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Um, she isn't there to help poor Steve. She's just there to taunt him and tell him that she's now moving into politics. She explains to him that the place they are in is God's master plan to save the human race by eradicating the vampire race. Oh dear. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think they're going to succeed. Does Sarah know that Steve's a sausage jockey now, do you think? That, he's, <laughs> that, he's, that Steve's a gay vampire? Does she know this? I don't know. Is that public knowledge? Was, I suppose there was the video of him kind of dancing, slow dancing with, uh, mm. with Russell Wittenden. Mm. That's a sign, isn't it? 
Even though, yeah, even though Steve's a villain, we're we're still rooting for him. Oh yeah, he's the best. He's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, meanwhile, Alcide's Wolfpack. Yeah, this is the, now onto the B-list storylines, <laughs> the non-vampire storylines. Uh, Sam and Lafayette are at Sam's place nursing their wounds. No, but I'm confused. When did Sam get a house? He lived in a trailer, didn't he? All of a sudden he's got a house? I don't know. I don't know. When did this happen? I don't know. Um, the annoying hippies show up and offer to help Sam get Emma back. Uh, Lafayette t- tells them to fuck off and Sam says he'll get Emma back with his own super skills. Yeah. Uh, Lafayette swears to Sam that he'll do whatever it takes to get him uh, to get Emma back. How, how did Lafayette help? He didn't help, did he? Or, um, or maybe he's waiting in a car. Maybe he's waiting in a car to yeah, whisk him away or something. There wasn't enough Lafayette in this episode. There was, there's, there's not been enough Lafayette this season, I'm really. I'm scared that Lafayette's going to get killed off, really, because he's, he's... He's underused this season. Yeah, I'm worried for him. Especially with all his kind of new skills that he's got. Like, you know... Oh, yeah. Dead ghosts and talking to dead people. and That's probably going to come into play at some point. Um, over at the skanky werewolf shantytown, uh, Ricky bursts into Martha's house to tell her and Alcide that the cops are about to arrive to ask questions about Emma's whereabouts. Uh, Alcide and Martha stall them, denying that they know where Emma is, uh, while Ricky scares Emma into turning into a wolf. Hey, the police do a really shitty job of searching the house, don't they? <laughs> They're quite inept police. They just yeah. walk in there and then... <laughs> oh, hey, nobody here. There's no one in here. <laughs> it's like an eight-year-old child. Look, look harder. Just a uh, baby wolf pup, but that's about it. That's, no, that's because she changed, didn't she? Yeah. But... No, but I mean, but they could have looked a kid. You could hide a kid. They didn't even look under oh, the bed. They still didn't look. Or, yeah, they were in right, the bathroom yeah. or anything. They didn't look at all. They just kind of walked in there and went, "Nobody here." And no they walked here. out. Just, just them and a little wolf. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I, I don't get. I don't understand why the why um, Martha and Elsie and that, why they're covering up the fact that Emma's there because everybody knows that Luna appeared on TV and and that now her and her ex husband are both dead because they don't want because they're they're, they're cracking down on the shifting and the. And the werewolves yeah, and the vampires, and they know that she shifted on television, so they know that the daughter, maybe, they want to do tests on her, or... Oh. Uh, they probably know that there's something a bit a bit fishy going on. Oh, yeah, because I was just thinking, oh, surely it's easier for the grand to say that she was babysitting yeah. Emma the whole time. Yeah. Because she'd get in custody the, anyway. In the, in the real world, that's what <laughs> it would be fine, wouldn't it? That's what, happen, was, that's what would happen, isn't it? If there's no parents, the grandparents... I was forgetting that, yeah, but, Luna but, shifted yeah, on television. Yeah, I see. That don't does it? Uh, so, yeah, later on that night, the stupid out-of-town hippies roll into Werewolf Town and uh, try and make buddies with the wolves. Uh, even though the wolves are mostly pretty stupid, uh, they still figure out immediately that the hippies are filming them with secret spy glass things, and uh, and they attack them contrary to Alcide's orders. Um, all the red-shirt hippies are killed instantly, and Nicole escapes. Uh, what was going on with Alcide's dad? Was, was, was he for or against the attack? <laughs> I can't remember. He's my favourite werewolf character. I can't remember. He's underused this season as well. Yeah. Those hippies got killed really quick, didn't <laughs> they? <laughs> they were, I weren't expecting them to go that fast, so yeah. Never trust a hippie. <laughs> uh, Ricky is just about to kill Nicole when Alcide stops her. So, so Alcide's not going to be a total douche this season. There's still some nice guy Alcide left in there. Yeah. Um, do you think Alcide's leadership will be tested over the course of the season? Yeah, he seemed, he's quite reluctant to kill people, and that's probably going to have repercussions because the werewolves quite like killing people. This season is more about <laughs> killing than carrying for Alcide, yeah. isn't it? Which is not good. <laughs> he's like, not carried anymore. What's going we on? Like carrying Alcide, not killing Alcide. Yeah. Come on. Three some Alcide. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Sam has been hanging around in the form of an owl. Yes. He uses the convenient diversion to shift back into human form and snatch Emma back. 
then sees that Nicole is in trouble and goes to help her. This is a lot of fans have been asking whose jeans was Sam <laughs> yeah. wearing. Were they Martha's jeans that he grabbed? It would have looked a bit weird if he was running around with a little girl and his cock hanging out. That was so. <laughs> yeah, it's not Game of Thrones. Is it's it? not yeah. Game of Thrones. So, well, some saying that was Martha's jeans, are we? Yeah. We're going to go with Martha's. <laughs> yes. Um, a- anyway, um, uh, Andy. Yes. And his daughters keep on growing, as does his boner for Holly. <laughs> Um, Andy and Kevin are at Bon Tomp Police Station admiring the new anti-vampire weapons that they have been sent. Yay, Kevin! Hey, it's good seeing Kevin, wasn't <laughs> it? It's great seeing Kevin. Where's Kenya? I want to see Kenya as well. Uh, Holly <laughs> arrives and asks Andy for some gun training so she can shoot the vampires that keep banging on her, on her window every night. Uh, Andy introduces her to his daughters, uh, who are now teenagers. <laughs> they don't have names yet, just one, two... Three and four. They can they pick their own names soon, can't they? Jeez. <laughs> uh, since Holly's a witch, she takes all of this craziness in her stride. Uh, they have a little family out into Fort Belfleur, where Andy cops a fill and teaches her how to shoot. Hey, Holly's, Holly seems a bit pissed off at Andy for cheating on her, but but she can't resist his, his Belfleur ch- charms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope they go back together. I hope she forgives him. And they have a lovely wedding, and it's all beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Does, doesn't the, the rapidly ageing child thing happen in Twilight? Is the kid in... I don't know. I've not seen that shit. Uh, I've not seen those films. <laughs> I don't really know. You've seen them. Does I've... it Does it happen? Oh, I haven't seen the last three. Oh. <laughs> How know. many was there? Uh, three? Four? Wait, hang on. Four, five. There's five. Really? Oh. There's five films, and I've seen... Some of them. Two of them? Two of them, maybe. I don't know, maybe three. I saw a bit of one, but it looked really boring. I saw a bit of the first one or the second one. I've seen... seen, I think they have a kid in, like, the last film, and the the kid grows up really quick. And then the the werewolf has a thing for the kid, (laughs) which is quite weird. It's like, yeah, but she's a little girl, really. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Yeah. Anyway, and Andy teaching Holly how to shoot reminds us um, of how dangerous vampires are at the moment to everyone. Yeah, uh, as, does, as does the arrival of the weapons at the police headquarters. Yeah, also reminds us how much danger the vampires are in themselves. And what do we think about Chekhov's gun? Yes, this is a Chekhov's gun situation. Holly's got a gun, therefore she's going to use it. Yes, is that, that's pretty much how it works, isn't it, some, script writing? Yep, <laughs> some hungry vampires are going to come looking for Holly and she's going to shoot them. That's it. You go, Holly. You go, girl. So, later that night, uh, Andy drives past Bon Tomp's cemetery, where he sees Bill returning from Sookie's house. Andy tells Bill that he shouldn't be out because of the vampire curfew, then apologises and refers to the fact that they are family. What? What? When did, when did Andy find out that Bill is his ancestor? Ah, oh, we, we was talking about this recently, wasn't we? Saying that he'll find yes, out one yes. day and... Yeah, but and then they just—they didn't even write the but, scene. They just it, said, "Oh, hey." That just happened out of season. They, they had a nice <laughs> little cozy vampire dinner and tea and chat. And he said, "Yeah, I'm your great, 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 whatever." And it's like, yeah, uh, lazy writing. Lazy, lazy, lazy. lazy, lazy. Uh, Bill makes polite small talk with Andy, um, noticing that there is a teddy bear stinking of fairies on the back seat of the car. Uh, Bill jokes, time goes by so fast, they'll be out of the house before you know it. <laughs> so does he know about fairy kids growing up then? Oh. Was it, was it, just, it kind of sounded like a cliche thing, it's a cliche thing to say to parents, cl- yeah. but the way he said it was like, yeah, he knows. 
<laughs> he knows those kids are going to be grown ups in a couple of days. This kind of harks back to when Warlow smelled fairy blood on Sookie's band aid in the back of her parents' car. Yes. That's like a. Yes. So is, that... <laughs> is that a reference to Bill being Warlow again? Oh, yeah, obviously Bill's Warlow. <laughs> Bill is obviously Warlow. Uh, Bill smiles to himself in a very sinister way as he walks off. A bit like the way Michael Jackson smiled at the end of the thriller video. <laughs> Um, he's obviously found a new candidate for his synthesised fairy blood. <laughs> when you said Michael Jackson, I, I it's going to be worse than that. <laughs> yeah, nah, you could, yeah, could get no worse than that. Uh, so general reaction to the episode, what, what, what do we think then? Did we like it? A lot of people were complaining, about, I don't know if we, we, we have, did we mention this? I can't remember if we mentioned this, but this is the last thing that Mark Hudis did. Uh, before he stepped down as showrunner. He wrote this episode and then afterwards it was announced that he'd stepped down as showrunner. So there might have been some deleted scenes or... There might have been something that went wrong <laughs> during yeah. the writing of this episode. Because I thought that not only was it weird that Andy just knew he was related to Bill all of a sudden, but I thought, did you notice when Suki said, oh, Hunter and Hadley left the fairy club the night before everyone got killed? How the fuck did she know that? <laughs> Explained though. There's a few plot holes. Unless they're going to do a, a backstory where we see this, that, nah. <laughs> do you know what I like? Do you remember when they did the, the little mini episodes between seasons? Yeah. And they like explained where how Bill managed to get the engagement ring so quickly. And yeah. things like that. And other stuff. Yeah. But they should have, they should, should do that, that again. again. They should do that again because I really liked that. Do you think maybe they was going to do that again and they didn't? And that's why there's sort of some plot holes or? <laughs> Mate, I don't know. I just thought inconsistencies. Yeah, well, I just thought the episode wasn't as funny as usual. It didn't. It's got something kind of lacking. The vampire stuff was was good. I enjoyed. I, the, yeah, especially the Steve Newlin stuff and the but but the but the fairy and the werewolf stuff is yeah less interesting. I suppose that's always a complaint about True Blood though. But that's like two thirds of the, the show. <laughs> that's like two thirds <laughs> of the stuff. <laughs> they should yeah they should just make it a vampire show. <laughs> So, yeah, do you think the episode was not as funny as usual? Is that it was more of a serious episode? It was more, yeah, there wasn't as much just gen- there wasn't as much weirdness going on. It just, there was something not true blood like about one of it. I don't know. Hmm, so yeah, so that was the, that was the episode. Uh, now on to some music. Um, <laughs> your guitars still need strings. Oh, I need strings, man. Um, I don't you, know. What if you played uh, on the electric guitar? It's not plugged in. Ah. It's all to plug it all in and do stuff. Ah. Can, what about... Um, uh, stomp. Stomp? <laughs> yeah, do some stomp. Drumming. Stomp. Drumming. Stomp. <laughs> okay, that's easy. <laughs> Music! That was really lame. That was the Next worst week, one Paul ever. will have his guitar fixed. Yes, I shall. <laughs> Uh, so we had oh not much music again this episode yeah there was lacking music this season lacking music uh, seven discos of the world by Laventura in the Vampire Unity Society car radio uh, they previously con- contributed a cover of the zombies she's not there to the first episode of season four you oh, might remember yes uh, and and next up was uh, you're no good by the Plasticines a cover version of a Betty Everett song uh, by a French garage band that was that was the Closing credits and yeah, that was it. That was, that all, was the, all, all the music. music. What's going on? It's less music. That's crazy. Need more scenes in my lots. That's why. So that was the music. Um, now I believe it's time for our what the fuck of the week.
our What the Fuck of the Week is... All of the fairies being killed off in one foul swoop. Hmm. <laughs> that, that was not a big what the fuck, but there was just, there was not as much what the fuckery this week, was there? No, it's quite a it's quite a because normally we have a list and we have to pick one out of a list of like ten weird things that happen. There wasn't really any weirdness, was there? There was like less weird. There was not much, much violence either. But all that, sexy stuff. But talking about all the fairies being uh, kind of killed off in one fell so that was a big what the fuck of the week, really, because we should have <laughs> seen some of this, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just killed off. It's just like killed, they... off, killed off like ten minor characters, and no one yes, cares. Yeah. Even Suki wasn't that bothered. She was like, "Oh, the poor fairies. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Never mind. So on to our light of the week. And our line of the week is hand lasers off. That was it. <laughs> that was it. That, <laughs> that was Andy Bell Fleur and he was uh, talking to his children. Yes, hand lasers off. That was Hand lasers off. That was yeah, there was a lack of what the fucks of the week and there was a lack of potential line of the weeks as well, I thought. So so been a our third podcast, I, I believe that's one point each to Arlene, Jason and Andy, is that correct? I think so, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. So we need some we need some Pam lines of the week. She's yeah. our she's our normal winner. Come on. What's going on? Come on, we want some Pam. <laughs> so, yes, that is our line of the week. Uh, now it's time for some news. Okay, first the viewing figures. Episode 3 got 3.9 million viewers, mm. uh, including the viewers of the repeat that's on later the same night. Uh, whereas the season 8 premiere of Dexter... Only got two point five million viewers. Really? On the same night. Wow. So three point nine watched. Maybe more people have HBO than have whatever. What's Dexter on? Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more people have HBO than have a Showcase. But that's that's still quite low, isn't it? That's for low Dexter. for a Dexter season premiere. Maybe people have got bored. It's like season eight now. People but it's the last season. <laughs> it's really good. The last I, season's over. A bit Breaking Bad <laughs> gets doubled that amount almost. <laughs> <laughs> What's Breaking Bad on though? What channel's that on? Oh God. Um... Is that on Showcase as well? No. Uh, uh, I, AMC. Yes. AMC. That's That's, yeah, the same channel as Walking, Walking Dead. Yes. Yes. Um, if you're into uh, Rob Kaczynski and you uh, want... That's and, Ben, by the way. Yeah, Ben the... Uh, ben Wallow. Wallow. <laughs> and you want to see more of him, well, he's in uh, uh, Guillermo de Toro's new film, Pacific Rim. Which opens on the 12th. Is that worldwide? Pacific or? Rim. You made it sound dirty. Pacific Rim. That's what it's called. <laughs> what did that dirty? <laughs> Rim. That's what it's called. I didn't make it sound dirty. They made it sound dirty. They gave it the title. Not me. I'm just reading. <laughs> that's, the, that's the film. You've probably seen the trailer. It's like... Yeah, it looks like... Big robots fighting big monsters. It looks like a cross between Transformers and Battleship. Oh, Battleship. Eric. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. We need to talk about this in another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need a whole podcast to talk about this one. <laughs> but we did see it for about 20 minutes. We uh, we had to turn off Battleship. Yeah. It's, um... <laughs> oh, I so, think we should watch it again. No, it's not not because of Skarsgård, because of the rest of the film. <laughs> it was great. That that singing lady whose name Rihanna. Yeah, she was the, obviously the best. <laughs> Rihanna, yeah, her acting was amazing. Yeah, what skills? <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's all the news. So uh, some spoilers after. Uh, if you want to hear some spoilers, 
Some spoilers for an episode that's already been on. Oh, shit, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're late again. Ah. Yeah, we need, so. to, need to pull our fingers out. So, yeah, you might as well keep listening, even if you, <laughs> yeah. even if you don't want even you've if you've seen spoilers because you've already. seen it, haven't you? <laughs> so, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers! Okay, episode four uh, is called At Last. That's a, that's a really famous song, isn't it, At Last? Hmm. Uh, the synopsis says Sookie confronts her attraction to Ben by inviting him to dinner. Eric counters uh, Burrell's brutal anti-vampire initiatives by hitting him where it hurts the most. What, in the balls? <laughs> <laughs> I've read a spoiler spoiler, I know. <laughs> and his fairy daughters keep dangerous company. Uh, Bill gives Takahashi uh, <laughs> uh, the task of synthesising a new kind of blood. Oh, that's very vague. Uh, we have some. There were some casting calls. Uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Vampire Task Force Team Commander, who prepares to attack a house with his crew. I think that should have said anti-vampire task force, possibly. Louisiana Vampire and oh, sorry, yeah, you should have. Yes, um, is that Ginger's house, possibly? I reckon so. I think, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's with uh, Eric's untraceable phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good on your phone. You <laughs> fucked it up again. Uh, and also a, a casting call for a security chief who becomes concerned for his employer. When a vampire pay, pays a visit. A security chief who becomes a... Mm, Govern, the, the, govern, the governor? Probably the governor. The governor. <laughs> That's just so walking... I just think of the walking dead. Every, Every time. Yeah. I just think of the eye patch. And yeah, the eye patch The dude. big shard of glass in the eye. Yes. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> he's a yeah. scarier governor. He is, yeah, he's a scarier governor. He's a scary yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, he's a scary governor. I liked all his tanks that he kept. <laughs> but hey, enough of, enough of other programmes. Yes. So yeah, that's yeah. it for the spoilers. But as we said, we're we're a bit late, so you've probably seen them already. But we give you some good spoilers for the next episode on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Once we've seen tonight's episode, uh, yesterday's episode, because <laughs> uh, we we've not seen it yet. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I believe that is it for the spoilers. Yep, that is, there, is it for is this some, week. Some links, Nat? Is there any links? No, nope, nothing. Easy, nothing? easy week this week. Jeez. What? Not even <laughs> lazy. I'm being lazy. Not even Jen- Jessica's blog or. That was last week. There's not there's none of that this week. It's no extra stuff or uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, well, <laughs> you know. We can only give you the links if we've got them and we haven't. So uh, that's it for this week, and we will hopefully see you in the next couple of days. Yes. Um in, enjoy oh, I was gonna say enjoy the next episode, but <laughs> we'll we'll enjoy it later. Yeah, we'll enjoy it and, and we'll let you know what we thought about it on Wednesday. So okay. bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>